Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel coming at you live Sunday, 27th of June, on the eve of the second Nationals contest, which will be played this evening. Highly looking forward to that. Beautiful winter's day here in Sydney, Portier, on uh, second day of lockdown. Lockdown to, what is it, July the 9th, Friday, July the 9th. As always, come to us live from former lockdown capital of Australia, one-time Thunderino and two-time controversially axed Hong Kong Rugby League board member, Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Uh, All I would say is mentally prepare for it to go longer than July 9th. Um, I've been through it, uh, and with those infections, um, you probably just want to mentally prepare for a bit longer. But, you know, it's... uh, is it light up there, is it? So how do you know it's such a good winter's day? It's I can feel it in my bones. It's it's dark. I walk out to the recording studio, which is in the backyard. It's a, sh- it's a shed. Um, let's, yeah. you know, I'm under no illusions to the listeners that we don't have a hi-fi recording studio. It's a, sh- it's a garden shed. So on the left of me is a rake and a brew. The right of me is an old fan that I used to use in my old apartment, but no real use for it these days. A tool, it's a good one with a remote control. So if anyone out there um, wants that, they can chat to me. And a few spiders going around too. So I can feel it. It's a, it's a, it's a nice warm temperature the last three days here in Sydney. Portia have been pretty good weather. But, um, I mean, lockdowns. I just still don't think we do proper lockdowns here in Portia. Like, I was out. Right. You've got you've got nineteen reasons to leave the house or something. Hmm. So yesterday, went to now our gym has closed, so moved down to the park, home of the Clavelli Crocodiles, Burroughs Park. Shout out to the Crocs. Did a little uh, gym session, then went and picked up a coffee with a couple of me gym mates. Uh, went to the bakery, picked up some pastries, came home. Mumsy went out, had the kids, went down, took them down to get a little baby chino. <laughs> So, and then in the afternoon I went down and got some schooners because I knew they had nothing really to do, and they went out and caught up with some mates and a little a little bike ride. So you can hardly call that a lockdown, can you? Nah, you can't. I mean, you guys—that's a Sydney party. That's a that's a that's a my kind of lockdown. Your lockdowns, legitimately, you're in prison in your own home. Yeah, correct. And you guys have got even retail open, which I think is amazing. So. Yeah, I saw, well, anyway, I saw a shoe shop open, my local running shoe shop. I'm like, this is a fucking G up, isn't it? But they did have a sign out the front saying maximum of two only. So they are, they're doing their bit. Yeah, okay. Oh, look, I, fucking, I, mean, I don't want to talk about it too much. It's getting me down now. I mean, I was should have, should have been, as of <coughs> 8.30 last night, I was packing and I would have been on my way to the airport right now to go to 
crime scene uh, for a trip to your family for the first time in two years. Um, but, you know, chompers out and put pay to that at about 9pm last night, slamming the full, all of Australia's borders shut, you know, like far out. I mean, anyway. Oh, so why, so why are you not allowed out? Because I, I thought that because my, my trip, my New Zealand trip was supposed oh. to be on Wednesday and I knew that I was fucked, but I didn't realise why Victoria? What, you haven't got any cases, have you? No, just, just, just a low risk threshold from New Zealand, which has been characterised the whole time of this uh, pandemic. Um, look, very. Look, I was never. I knew this was going to happen. I, I know New Zealand's uh, in li- uh, low, extremely low risk uh, position. Every time. Um, but my wife wasn't, and I kept saying all week. I said, "We're not going. We're not going." And my wife kept going, don't listen to daddy. He's always worst case. He's That's always- true, though. That is fucking true. If you watch a game of Warriors, I've, I sympathize with Sheena and the family because every fucking game of league I watch with you or I'm on a forum with you or something, we we get down by four points and you start saying at the 70, you know, 75 to go, we're not going to win this. You, you just, it's as our resident um, league psychiatrist, um, who we can't name, said, it's your coping mechanism is to always find the worst case scenario so you don't get disappointed. So that worked brilliantly for this trip here. I'd, and I said this to guys at work, I said, everyone's going, oh, you're on leave, Jack. We go, oh, apparently going to New Zealand. They go, oh, that'll be great. I'm like, yeah. Well, this, and I said, but one thing I've noticed about this whole bloody COVID pandemic thing is there's no excitement now so remember cricket trip like mm-hmm. the excitement you had like leading up to it oh yeah you know like when we'd go on those trips through the states and that yeah these days if we had that you like i wouldn't or may or maybe other people different but you i wouldn't let myself get excited because i know it could be pulled from under you at the like last minute yeah and, and, and so my coping mechanism actually worked for this situation to New Zealand. Now, my poor daughter, who had to deal with optimist, my optimistic wife, was in absolute tears last night. You know? Yeah. You know, she's on school holidays. I was looking forward to this trip. So, yeah. I, if, if you listen to old man pessimistic, she might have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a shit, it's a shit situation. Um, so, you guys aren't back on lockdown. You're not in lockdown in Victoria at the moment, are you? We're not even in lockdown. I mean, fuck. That, that's bloke- tough to take. So yeah, well, I, mean, I guess that's what, and there's some bloke from the Bondi cluster flew back in. And, oh, oh, right, but, that that, oh, that like, fucked it. That guy flying into Wellington. What WA? Like fuck, it's getting it's close to WA. Mm. Well, the guy hasn't infected anyone in Wellington, uh, hasn't he? No, that's pretty no amazing, way. isn't it? A guy who had COVID came in for a weekend trip to Wellington and didn't infect anyone. It's quite unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, there's quite a lot of stories like that. Yeah, fuck me. Okay, so sticking with the theme of COVID, how does this change the how does this change the competition ahead for the next few weeks? So there's going to be some well, busy busy people on the draw um, at HQ. So what is this? Because remember last year we had talk of well, we're going to move all the clubs to Coffs Harbour. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. But is the comp at risk of shutting down? No, I don't think so. I th- uh, well, I think if you are in Project Apollo Mark Two, mm. 
Look, I don't like saying this, Harry, but I'm just saying this based on experience that, and especially when you're telling me it's not really a lockdown, is that I know how bad it can go, right? Mm. Now, and you guys are thinking Ju- July the 9th, but fuck, there's a hell of a lot of infections there. Um, mm. And Valandis and Wayne Pierce will obviously be planning on next week like, playing in Sydney without um, crowds, but mm. I think if this lockdown gets extended and Gladys has to be a bit more uh, that actually becomes a lockdown, mm. yeah, then then they're going to have to move out of the state, surely, like like VFL did uh, last year in Victoria. So I'm sure PVL is looking at Queensland or like towns of the law. Remember they were going to take them to some army barracks or NRL the, the, Island, the, the, I'm yeah, sure. The, the issue is now is that you've got players like, how many players have been into hotspots? We've already know about an extra three more. So there's like six dogs that blatantly went to the Royal and Paddington when they were told not to. I mean, I can understand. Really? Wonderful pub, um, great area of Sydney. Your bye week, you just want to, you know, you just want to do rugby league things and you want to go into the beautiful eastern suburbs and tie a couple on and see where the wind blows. But these idiots, obviously, they're out. There's three more. From the dogs. So, how many of the actual competition? Have we got some names? Have we got some names for these dogs players? Uh, well, Napa. Um, oh, fuck. You're stretching my memory. Look, three. Look, they don't need to be classified as anything other than dogs players because they're all at a pretty average level, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, how many more players, like in the Eels, that we don't know about yet? You know? that had a sister that was a hotspot or blah, blah, blah. That's how, as you say, that's how quickly things move. So my yeah. worry is that are they going to be able to move them out of state so so easily? Yeah, and that's why PBL and PS may, you know, they've, they've canned state of origin in Sydney, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's outside even the lockdown period. So it sounds like NRL are planning and just getting on the front foot for for the worst but yeah you're right actually like what they have to try so but yeah that's a hard negotiation because i think queensland i don't know i can't keep up with it but queensland would have shut their borders to all of new south wales wouldn't they or just uh, Sydney? And, no 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 well initially it was the five the five barrios um the five whatever you call them now um, low government areas yeah low government areas i prefer barrios um and then it just extended yesterday to the whole of Greater Sydney, including Wollongong, etc. So you've got two of the hardest, hard-ass premiers bordering states in Victoria and Queensland. They won't have a bar of um, 200 rugby league folk. Let's just keep it a minimum. Um, that ain't happening, Jack. Yeah, shit. So, uh, our game is, uh, when you say it that way... How the hell did Victorian Football League get it sorted? But they, uh, they must be able to do it because VFL did it last year. They managed to get the players out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Jack, no, we're no, dealing with one just, state. Let, Everyone had COVID last year. We're dealing with one state. So, for example, last year you had Victoria and uh, New South Wales with COVID cases. You didn't have Queensland. So I think people were able to slip the border before they made a made a call. 
And now you're dealing really with just New South Wales. So either the only real option for me is to just play in New South Wales. And you base everyone in New South Wales, and there has to be a level of tolerance from the state government to say, right, we're just going to play in New South Wales. But then, you know, there's the ground announcers, there's the ball boys, there's the parking, you know, there's no parking attendant, obviously there's no one there. There's, you know, there's the ground staff and, and what have you. Um, there's quite a few players involved in a football game, isn't there, these days? So, I mean, they've got to rip that back right back to zero. And I still, that's still a big ass to be playing footy in New South Wales when there's a lockdown on. But if anyone can do it, there's one human being. This is his whole purpose in life, okay? And I cannot stand him. He has been nothing but, he's nothing but damaged our game. But his one, his one power in life is bullying his way into getting things into action. Now, ultimately, it can be good or bad things, but he gets his way. He's very powerful within the state government. Um, and Volandis will find a way. So maybe he needs to get removed out of his role of, of whatever the fuck his role is and just put into a, you know, on Pulp Fiction when they call the wolf. Yep. So Harvey Keitel is the wolf. They've got that dead body in and they go, fuck, what do we do? We've just shot a guy in our back seat. Just call the wolf. That's Peter Villani's is the wolf. You just call him when absolute shits hit the fan. Um, you know, you need some standover man in a negotiation, bring him in. You need someone to pay off, you know, Rupert Murdoch, bring him in. Just, he's the guy. But don't let him meddling with the football because we've seen how that's gone. And we're not going to talk about the rules this week, are we? No. no. Just, just I can't do it to myself anymore. So, But yeah, I mean, what you do say is... And I haven't really thought about this weekend. Geez, it's interesting that we've got the buy round uh, when this is all hit the fan. But there is some big questions, and I and, and I have to admit, Ray Harry, I my answer now is I don't know because I don't know what next week's NRL looks like. I don't think anyone really, unless you're PBL and Wayne Pierce, can put your hand on your heart and say you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be. But, putting- like, but what about the storm again? Like they're going to be. Now, as you say, the more I think about it, you reckon it's going to have to to become New South Wales now. Mm. Far out, man. Like, the Storm have just been... Victoria was the one that actually had COVID had to move. Mm -hmm. Now Victoria's okay, they're still going to have to move. Like, they have been quite a bit, but they'll still probably win the comp. How does that... that, It doesn't... It's not. Do you know what's the funny thing about the Storm is, right? And the Warriors, and, you know, everyone fell in love with them last year. They moved over from New Zealand. You know, tough. You know, they're away from home. Um, You know, we've heard the story a million times. It was great for the game, blah, blah, blah. The Storm secretly, quietly, were just hanging out. And I get it. It's nice. It's a sunshine coast. But they were all away from home. Um, They probably didn't have their families with them. They went and won a comp. Now, they're going to do it again. They've been hanging out in Queensland again. I get it. It's not like a million miles away. But it doesn't even get reported on because people just expect them. And they just it's not affecting their football. I was saying it to a guy at the pub the other day. I think, honestly, when we get this full team on paper, I am willing to say it's as good as the big three storm sites. They are just... Unbelievable, and I cannot see them losing. Um, injury pending, I guess. If, if there's a big injury, I just can't see them losing the comp this year. I, I, I think it's the best side, the most dominant side that I've seen in 
just oh, I can't remember. It's it's that good. And then and like, they just adjusted to the rules so well, you know, like that's the other thing, everyone's going, Oh, the rules are fucking shit in there and, and a few of them are. But like they haven't like they haven't whinged about it. They've just gone and changed their game the way mm-hmm. it has to have changed, you know, like I mean there's a listen to our show, a famous one, Stu Pierce that goes on, but he's he is right. Like all the although the rules have been fucking annoying and some of the rules are bit, and I sort of know I, I understand where a few of them are trying to get to mm. but the Storm and Panthers like if anything all they've done is made a get like made the better teams better mm. in, yeah, in a pure ranked league sense yeah um, I just I, I hope we deserve rugby league public deserves a rematch an old school Penrith versus Melbourne grand final rematch you know like what we saw yeah. in 91 like what we yeah. saw in 93 proper fucking rematch and that is this yeah. only that scenario the only scenario that you could possibly trumpet for me is a Tom Tabrojevic masterclass in a preliminary final that knocks out the Panthers but I don't think that the Manly are capable of knocking out the um, Melbourne but I do think Manly on their day could beat, say, a down game from the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so do the Tigers, they reckon. <laughs> the Tigers? Well, just because they beat them, you know, like it's always going to be shown on that Friday. But. Come on. You're having a laugh at some of our Tigers. We do have a lot of Tigers um, fans of the show. So, the Nationals tonight, 750. Uh, Poor Luke Walsh. Fuck Reese Walsh. Fuck I always say Reese Walsh. Um, firstly, the selection of Reese Walsh. Where do you sit on it? Sit in that. Old enough, good enough kind of thing? Old enough, good enough kind of thing, but Jesus. Really? It does smack of desperation from Queensland. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I don't know. You may be. Yeah, it, it is one of those games where you could oh, I hate saying this but you could ruin them but if, that's a bullshit call because you can't oh Blake Green was nearly ruined there but look they always come good at the end so nah it's okay to pick him but it's just sad that they have to yeah I think I think that's probably the coolest that's so depleted you've got to remember they've got no Ponga no Brimson right so you've got their two first class fullbacks out now the thing that Valentine Holmes is probably the next in line I thought they probably should have still gone with Holmes at the back and then brought in a winger like Ronaldo. So the team they've got here now, and that's purely just get Walsh in there um, and have him around the team. You know, we used to do that with the Kiwis a lot. You get, you know, Brown Jesus in and around the Kiwi environment when he's an 18-year-old, Roger, all that kind of thing, and, and you know, you get them experience of the, of the camp. But Walsh got picked, and then I did hear an interview with Nathan Brown who was pretty critical all the way through of picking him and he goes I actually spoke to Paul Green on the phone and you know he's not just picking him he's genuinely you know he had a pretty good case he'd planned out how he's going to use him and he goes you know what I actually thought fuck that's, that's, I kind of agree with him he knows how brilliant he is selfishly Brown is trying to protect him from the yeah. worst he, he is the Warriors franchise player for the next three years so fucking oath of on Brown I'm saying I'm not having him playing Nationals Absolutely, just like Ricky Stewart didn't want Tedesco and Vaughan playing for Italy. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now, last night, 
Did you see the Ronaldo Mulatala? Oh, before that, before you move on to that debacle, yes, I mean that could be a moot point because that isn't Reese Walsh talked about as breaking down at training yesterday. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, of course, that's that's why he's um he's out. So he's he's pulled his hammy, mild strain of his hammy. So that's confirmed now. He's out. Yeah. Now, Mulatalo last night, this is just, this is a great rugby league story. So, Mulatalo, someone posts, Walsh is out, blah, blah, blah. And then some guy on Twitter, I'm going to find the name here while I'm talking to, while I'm talking to you. Some guy Duke, on Twitter. Duke 2573. What was that? Duke 2573. Shout out to Duke 2573, who came out. And basically said, are we sure, Duke 2517, are we sure that um, Mulatalo is actually uh, um, eligible? And then Steve Mascord, the great Steve Mascord, then retweets and uh, goes out and says, is this, is this right? Then Brent Reid, who broke the story initially, says New South Wales Rugby League have formally raised concerns with the NRL over Ronaldo Molotalo's allergy drama. Allergy for Queensland. Um, this is drama moving at its best. So, the the talk is, the eligibility is, is, is strange. It's actually ridiculous. So, Molotalo is, wasn't born in Queensland before he was didn't live in Queensland before he was 13. We've been on record saying 13 is a ridiculously high number. Um, but I get it. They want a better product, so they want more Islanders. They want more players from New Zealand coming over because they want um, the better spectacle. There's, there's no denying that. He's moved over a week before his 14th birthday. There's been some more Twitter detectives that have, that have actually gone back through the papers and found quotes. He got there a week before his 14th birthday. But then there's some strange, um, strange other rule that that is moot if you play for Queensland under 18s or 19s. No, I haven't. This is just made up. That's poor. It is so important he, to note if you have played Origin at 18, 19, oh, sorry, 18 or 20 or Senior Origin, your state eligibility is confirmed. These new rules are applicable from December 2012. No, no, no. I think that is, but you have to be eligible in the first place. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So what I'm saying is the way I read it. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm yes. saying. If you're eligible, yeah. Oh, how do you say? Yeah, yeah. I read right. that as even if you're eligible for Queensland, if you've played for New South Wales, that you're confirmed. Hmm. But what what it comes down, it's almost like two wrongs don't make a right. So I think Queensland's position is, oh, he played Queensland under 18s. Hmm. Well, you're like, well, fucking I. What about all the Kiwis that have over the years? Yeah, it's a mistake. So so Queensland under 18 made that mistake. And now, so you know, yeah, I'll fucking guarantee you this. There is no way they are pulling him out. There is zero. And this just shows the hypocrisy that exists in and around national footy. They don't give a fuck. And he will play. And I hate and all these I, people. I know. And as I said, it's like they, they play by different rules to everyone else. It's fucked. A 14-year-old New Zealander coming over 
And then they're just basically going to go, yeah, whip him in. Bang, bang, bang. He's played for Samoa and the US. Correct. Dual international. Um, Michael Maguire has been uh, on record saying he is he will have him in the squad at the end of the year for the World Cup. He made a comment. Um, Benta. No, no, that's fine. That's that's all. It's all what, what? Since the whole since the whole controversy. Yep. Wow. That and that's good for Maguire. He's just throwing. Uh, I don't think he would actually make his own team, but he's throwing fuel on the fire. Just I to like say. him. Well, I just fucking lost it here. Well, I think he's pretty close to being named a New Zealand team. Uh, well, we will. I guess we'll talk about his skill set soon. But I mean, far out. It's just, and it makes me angry. And New South Walesman could be named, but, but but they've done the same thing with Tamo. I mean, this is just absolutely. And you think all those listeners that go, "Oh, why doesn't Jack and Rehari give state football, national football, the respect it deserves?" It's this sort of carry-on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Nathan Fiends and the Brent Webbs of the world are turning in their graves. They, they are not fucking happy about it. Oh, no, no, they had to do their three years. Exactly. I mean, we had, a, had an issue with Nathan Fiend, but as soon as Granny Gate <laughs> happened, we pulled him out. We knew he was ineligible. True. He we- actually got pulled out midway through a Tri-Nations. Do you remember that? I oh, know. They took him out midway through a yeah, Tri-Nations. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. So take if if state football, if state football nationals has any credibility about its product and where it wants to go in the future, they pull Muli Talo out today. They have to. They won't. I'll fucking I'll put money that they, they don't. They won't. We know how this fucking state football crap carries on, and this is is just another. At the end of the day, they they don't realise it. You know that these fucking idiots in Queens they don't actually realise that this selfish decision to play Mulitalo tonight is actually going to ruin their product in the future. Mm-hmm. If they make the big call today and say, okay, we're wrong, Mulitalo's not eligible, and they bring in, Respect. I don't fucking know, a guy like... Moses uh, Mbai comes into the centres. Gribbo, or what's it, Gibbo, Gobbo, or whatever that guy's name is from uh, the new Indigenous Broncos winger. Mm. Origin has more chance to stay alive as a concept in 10 to 20 years. Mm. Or just and Xavier, because Xavier Coates just, Xavier Coates just comes straight back in. What's that? If I sound passionate about this, it's yeah. because I am. This is yeah. one topic in the rugby league world. You can do your six agains and shit, but do not play with the sanctity of international football for your little money-making golden egg little con- concept that's based on lies. Fight up. I like it too. You're 100% right. It just, def- I mean, yes, International League isn't as big as it should be, but that is what we believe is the future of the sport. And it's this, this the stuff that gets out, greases our wheels. It turns our wheels the most. Speaking of the World Cup, I did read something that it's now in, in real, um, it's in real doubt. And I have uh, just it's due to borders and yeah. everything. Obviously, that's, that's understandable. But then I heard Volandis talking about he didn't want it to be that late because it's getting in the way of pre-season football and shit. So, there you go. Well, I mean, to be honest, it should be in doubt just because of the of course it's way this country's carrying on with its health fascism. But, I mean, look... Uh, I don't like... Uh, uh, yeah. It's I'm in doubt, but, like, look, international teams... 
are travelling to the UK and playing sport. We just saw fucking New Zealand play England and then India and cricket. It's happening all around the world. Yeah, I know. And, and like you knew, for all of us, I mean, I can't even get out of New Zealand, but I mean, you look at what the world's doing and you look at what we're, we're still going out of these, well, you doesn't even sound like a lockdown, but these archaic lockdowns, how do you plan for business? How do you plan for anything? Mm. Jesus, this could be out of the coffin for the LMP. Mm. It's um, a little bit disappointing. All right. Well, I do want to chat on two signings during the week before we get to nationals. I'll tell you what's under the radar, and I, I've i liked them all. I've been on record since day one. I've liked them. Nick Meany to the storm. I like that. Yeah, I'm not as... Nick Meany's a... He doesn't... I know everyone likes him because he's got a, like, a boy next door face in there, but I don't think he's actually as good as people make out, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I know it's easy to say because he's just done what he's done, but look at what Nico Hines can can do for a, for a storm side by just coming into that amount of talent. I think Nico, I think Meany's not at that quite at that level. I think he's a good player. No, it depends where he plays on the wing. I don't think he's a good winger, but um, hopefully he gets a bit of time at fullback. For instance, I was a lot more excited than Raven Smith because I just know oh, Raven yeah. Smith side, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it would be silly to think he's not going to improve in the storm <laughs> system. Like, could be equivalent Nico Hines, at least. And that's... I, I, I forgot more. that Xavier Coates is going to go to the storm next year. Fuck, he's going to, you know, he's going to pick up that Adokaro no troubles, isn't he? Again, I don't... Again, I'm not that... I don't think Xavier Coates... Xavier Coates doesn't blow me away. No, he's but, 21! I know. Like, what do you want? What I mean, not everyone can be fucking a young Wendell Sailor. Xavier Coates is a 21-year-old going to the storm. He could... He's going to improve, which means he could take off. Yeah, I agree. Um, big signing during the week. Complete 180 from, from the club. But they saw the writing on the wall. They've seen the playmaker market... They've seen what they've got in the house, and I feel like common sense. I don't think it's any coincidence that Gus Gould was in New Zealand at the time. But Sean Johnson signing a two-year deal to the Warriors. Apparently, he was almost a done deal with the Dogs. He's had a change of heart, the Warriors and him, and they nutted the deal out, and he's he's over the moon. I haven't seen someone so happy to sign with a club like this. So... He loves the Warriors, always wanted to come home. The Warriors pushed him back mid-year, but now they're signing. And I think if you look around, you know, to try and put a team around Reese Walsh, um, losing Roger, I think it's a great move. And I do think that Johnson last year, been on record a couple of times, I think he was playing his best footy that he's ever played. What do you think? Oh, I, I totally agree. Um, well, hang on. What do I totally agree with? I totally agree with his the best the footy he's played at the Sharks has been really good considering he hasn't got that speed and that elusiveness in his game that he built his game on right he's now turned into quite a structured half um, mm. that can get you a repeat set where you mm. need to you put a person in a hole and I've said on a forum during the week he hasn't got enough credit for the way he's reinvented his game, you know, mm. and that's that's um, 
and that's a yeah, good on Sean Jobs for doing that. Now, the signing. Now, I had some mixed feelings about it. You know, we let Sean Johnson go at the end of 2018, and we must have had a plan or a strategy to let him go. And there was reasons why we let him go, right? Because mm. we didn't think, and that didn't. And then when I think about it, we didn't think he could take us to where we want to go, which is obviously a premiership for this, for this mate, a made a premiership for this club. And now, as I said, now if you look at it, like why are we, why are we going back on a strategy three years in? Two years in, but now I'm thinking, mate, things change. Like I think that at the this time, game has changed. Game yeah, has changed. So now he is right for us. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I couldn't be happier. I think last year, just pulling out last year, try assists. Now Johnson got injured near the end of the season at the ECG. Probably missed the last three or four games. He led the competition in try assists equal with Jerome Luai. Um. His line lines engaged, which I don't know really what lines engaged means, really, when it comes down to it. He was third. Um, I'm trying to find line break assists. I can't. But he was he was brilliant last year. And I remember I was saying this, had a couple of beers with classic Aussie Bogan leagues Friday night, and I said, Sean Johnson was on target to get the Daly M last year. He was one of the best players in the comp, and they laughed at me. <laughs> they just not. They just not, not they tuned in. They're watching him. They just don't watch anything outside of their 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 bubble. And I think that Johnson. They just expect Johnson to be sidestepping around. I think you are hundred percent right. His game has evolved. So a late career half, they do evolve. They can go on for another five or six years. We've seen it with obviously better players and Fitler and Lockyer. The way that they change their game. He's not relying on speed anymore. He's a lot smarter. He has to be smarter because he's very... He's had some massive injuries uh, in this time. I couldn't be happier. I think that it's going to work with him, CHT, and Reese Walsh. It's a, it's and a other, exciting. And the other thing, look, and I know you're... I don't want to get into a massive debate with you, but I, one of my biggest criticisms uh, uh, about Roger Tuivasa-Sheik is his leadership and his leadership on the field and his talk and stuff like that. Now, you compare him to Sean, like you always see Sean talking to the team, right? Like whether it's behind the goal line or directing play. And maybe we, we have lost that, you know, like that hmm. direction and halves that, I mean, we played really well last year. Um, and even Tohu, I mean, well, I love Tohu the way he plays, but I don't think he's giving the leadership. He's not like a big that, talker. That, that visible leadership, you know, like I, I can in my mind now just picture the huddle and and Johnson pointing and you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that, there's I, different there's different kinds of uh leadership as as I'm sure you understand, is that I think there's a lot of those islanders are just quiet just uh by deeds. So Roger, you know, leads the you know, he just takes a hit up or he just takes a run and that's his way of leading. Tohu just takes a big, you know, has a big tackle, but he's not a big talker and Johnson is definitely a talker. So I think the Warriors will benefit from that. Um, it's exciting. I have to say we're in a bit of, and I think Nicarima wants out the door, wants to live in Australia. So pretty good swap, I would say. Yeah, so where does Nico end up? Brisbane, probably. No, Gold Coast, they say. He's got Ash Taylor. So they'll, they'll get him for, 350k 
and get off and get Ash Taylor off the books for a million. That'll help that club a hell of a lot to re- rebuild, won't it? Where does Ash Taylor go? Super League. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Nationals tonight, game two. I mean, you look at it right, and, and time's gone by. There's a dollar twenty three favourites in Brisbane. So if there is a if there is a state of origin rule book when there is a team favoured, hugely favoured away, you instantly go ambush. There's no way that's going to happen, right? You'd go Maroons, doesn't care who they've got, they're going to beat them. But I look at this team, I'm picking another 30, 40 point victory. Yeah, I'm picking it and I'm wanting it too after this Molly Tallow debacle. Francis Molo on the bench, Ben Hunt yep. on the bench. They're not even starting David Fafita. They're starting Jai Arrow. I mean, for fuck's sake. Like, seriously. This is my biggest pet hate with league at the moment is, is putting these awesome players on the bench and saying impact players. Make an impact on the first minute. Yeah, but I mean, Fafita hasn't been that good lately. Mm. Jai Arrow? Fucking please. Yeah, I know, I know. Look, uh, Look, again, this might be a bit of a selfish way of looking at it, but a 60-point a drubbing again probably isn't bad for the this, but it'll help speed the demise of state football nationals in its current <laughs> I so still believe yeah. that if they get it right, it still has a very big part to play in the rugby league landscape for a lot for years and years to come mm. but you need to be picking Queenslanders and New South Welshmen mm. yeah it's called state of origin yeah I agree with you um, Tedesco Toto Mitchell Trebojevic Adokar Luai Cleary that is just I just want them to just absolutely destroy them again I want to see I want to see them just run free again I love that, that they're using that photo of Luai as motivation. Like, that's the fucking pre, pre-week pre talk. Have they not seen the one of Mitchell Pierce getting oh, slaughtered? No. I think we talked about this the other day. It's unbelievable, the one of Thurston. Fuck me. Oh, I, I do like the storylines. Um, well, we've got a pretty uncertain week ahead. Hopefully, we get a great game of state footy, nationals footy tonight, and, yeah, we get some clarity on... The um, on the week ahead, here goes the Bulldogs guys: Siona Katoa, Corey Waddell, Dylan Napa, Brandon Wakem, Aaron Shoop. And what night did they go out? Oh, they went out midweek when they were told don't go anywhere. Basically, even before the lockdown, I said do not go any of these any of these areas, and they did. Dirty zones. Wow, but I mean, surely there's other NRL players that live in the zones. Yeah. So what well, they had to? Well, it's not even as they just told to stay away from these hot spots. It was a hot spot. The whole, but yeah, I mean, okay, it was a hot spot at the time. Okay, mm. but I mean, if you're living in them, what can you do? You don't go to the fucking pub. Oh yeah, okay, right. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll we'll do it again this time next week. You gotta love your league. I love your league. If it leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. 
league leaves me now It takes away the biggest part of me Ooh, no, Roger, please don't go 